right, guys, welcome to Carrier Onboarding One-on-One. -on -one. We're going to talk about building a comprehensive and agile network to deliver the last mile. Um, today speaking, we have our resident expert on Final Mile, Luann Allen. She's been in the business over 25 years with eTrack. She does onboarding and integrations, but prior to eTrack, she's worked with carriers um, on all facets of the business. So we're going to leverage her knowledge and help you learn how to grow your network and build a better last mile network. All right, without further ado, I will turn it over to her to get started. Thanks, Emily. Hi, everyone, and thanks for joining us today. As Emily said, we're gonna be talking about how you go about building a network to deliver the last mile. We all know that over the last five to 10 years, the concept of deliveries and transportation is completely different than what it used to be. Customers expect to place an order and receive it later that day at their residence or their business, or the next day, and no matter what the item is that we used to go to the store for, more than likely you can get it online and have it delivered. So today we wanna to talk about how to accomplish those kinds of deliveries in today's environment. So when you think about final mile, it's important to understand that that's a different mindset and a different strategy than maybe what you've used with transportation in the past. I know a lot of companies are familiar with truckload and LTL situations, where maybe you're moving product from a manufacturing plant to a regional hub or a distribution center, and those are truckload and LTL types of moves. But when you get into final mile, it's a totally different ball game. You have to keep in mind that final mile involves, in some cases, scheduled appointment delivery. It involves special services that maybe isn't just dropping the package at the customer's door. It may involve different types of technology that's required in order to make sure that that customer is having that great experience. And we're aware in the business these days, keeping that customer experience at its highest possible level is a goal all the time. You wanna make sure the customer is happy with what's going on. And because customers are used to very specialized deliveries, very specialized, times of delivery that you need to think a little bit differently with final mile than maybe you have with other transportation within your organization. You're also going to need different providers. These are going to be companies that may have a nationwide footprint. They may not have a nationwide footprint, but these providers are going to have to be able to do different things than maybe you've thought about before. Where on an 18-wheeler or a straight truck, you've been pulling up to a dock and being able to offload product, now you're going to have to be looking for a lift gate to be able to deliver that sofa off the back of the truck. You can't take a, an 18-wheeler into a tight-knit town community where maybe, or a downtown area where those big pieces of equipment aren't going to fit. So you need to think about different providers and look at this differently than maybe you have other transportation that you've done. When you think about coming up with your own last mile network, we've come up with some options that you have and some things to consider because there are pros and cons with each one of them. We have four suggestions here we want you to think about. There is the option of what some people in the industry call using the big three. Typically in the past, we've looked at UPS, FedEx, and the United States Postal Service as nationwide carriers they deliver packages to residences all the time they have set routes that go out and it's an easy way to handle getting your packages where they need to go now some people will argue there's more than just three of those now we do see people 
like DHL coming into this particular arena, but that's an option for you that we can consider. You can also think about keeping it in-house. Maybe you're ready to create your own transportation division to get to that final mile. Some pros and cons to think about with that too, and we'll look at those in just a minute. You can also use a broker. And I was told a long time ago when I got into this business that a broker was sort of like a travel agent for freight. You're gonna hand things over to them and they're gonna handle it all for you. They have the knowledge and the ability to get the products where they need to go. And that's a great option for you if you'd like to go that way. What we're seeing now more and more is that companies are beginning to think about their own final mile network so that they would establish their own group of carriers. Maybe there's a large number of them spread across the country with small regional carriers or local carriers involved. Maybe it's a group of maybe six or eight regional companies that will cover the full United States. Lots of options there too. So let's take a few minutes and talk about some of the pros and cons for each of these types of networks and options. So I'll start with the big three, because for those guys, as we said, UPS, FedEx, and the United States Postal Service, they will take care of it all for you. You hand off the items to be delivered, and they'll take it to the final destination without a lot of involvement from you. We know that they do have uh, set routes. They're going to these locations on almost a daily basis. They, but there's a couple of consider, considerations here to think about. Sometimes with the big three, it can be costly. And we've seen times in the last few years where fuel surcharges or the pandemic have caused those firm rates that you might've expected from them to change. And that can take a significant chunk out of your margins. There are limited services from these companies. Yeah, you might have them deliver a package that weighed more than 75 pounds, but they may not be willing to take that mattress up to the customer's bedroom and uncrate it and take the carton back with them. They may not be willing to work with an appliance delivery that needs to be installed in a customer's kitchen. They will have set routes, but sometimes those set routes cause a lack of flexibility for you. Uh, all things to consider and definitely a good option if you've got packages that need to go to residences. Another option we mentioned is the idea of an in-house division to handle this. Now I'll be honest, this is kind of the control freak side. If you want to control it all, this is probably the best choice for you because you're going to do it all. You're either going to rent or purchase trucks and equipment, you're going to find drivers, you're gonna to have to look into finding operations staff that understand this routine and this particular line of work, but it will ensure brand continuity, delivery timelines, and delivering that customer experience that you're looking for. Again, there's some other considerations here to think about. It can be very costly. Obtaining and maintaining all these assets is an expensive proposition, it's gonna take some time, and it can be risky because what we find a lot of times in the final mile arena is that it's difficult to find, retain, and keep those good drivers in your fleet and working for you. If there's driver shortages and high turnover, then there's constant churn and drama that can come into this one. Again, something to think about if you like the control, but there are other factors to consider as well. You might think about hiring a broker to do this type of work for you. 
And there are definitely some, some benefits to having a broker handle the freight for you. They're more than likely going to have an established network and already established relationships and rate structures with carriers around the country. Typically, the brokers are going to be very experienced in this type of work, but I do want to caution that some brokers are focused more on specific lines of work. So you might find a broker that's very good at pharmaceuticals and medical products and office products. You might have somebody else that's more focused on white glove or threshold deliveries. So finding the fit with you and your delivery needs is going to be really important here. They're going to have that last mile experience, but you need to ask the right questions. Again, with a broker, there's another person involved or another company involved in the delivery. So it may be a costly up uh, or at least add some additional cost to what you're what you're working with. And keep in mind, in some cases, a broker might be charging the carrier as well as you for these services. So those rates may be a little bit higher because the carriers embedded that cost into their pricing. You can usually find really good brokers out there that have expertise in a lot of areas. But again, you're going to have to watch because these carriers may have situations where there's high turnover or finding the right broker, as I said, that's the right fit for you is going to be very important. Then there's the option of creating your own network. And again, when you're doing it yourself, you do have a lot of control in the situation. You can hand choose which carriers you want to work with and establish the standards and the service level agreements with them that you want to maintain. In a lot of cases, you're going to find lower costs here. You'll be able to negotiate with an individual carrier for exactly what you want them to do. And a lot of times you're going to find a much nicer price rate for that. It's a very customizable experience from the different services that need to be done, the branding you expect, whether you want the driver in a uniformed shirt and hat, a, a vehicle with branding on the side of it, you can negotiate those customizations within your own network. It's all up to you. But then there's a couple of other factors to consider here too. You may not have the internal experience to work with final mile carriers and to find the right ones. Locating those correct carriers for you can be a time consuming proposition. And we'll talk about some ways you can accomplish that here in just a minute. The technology piece is also very important to consider here. There's a variety of different kinds of software used by final mile carriers and trying to technically connect all those systems can be a bit of a challenge for an IT group. And in some cases, the resources of your own internal IT staff may not be adequate to do this kind of work, or they may just not have the time to work it in with their business level needs. Again, lots of factors to consider here and things to think about. So if we're going to establish a network ourselves, I want to take a little bit of time to talk about some things that we've watched over the years that I've seen in working with companies that are pretty important and will help ensure that your network is a successful one. I think it's very critical to establish the goals of what you're trying to accomplish, that you determine what specific services are necessary to accomplish those goals. We want to find the right group of carriers. We want to make sure you have the technology in place to take advantage of what's going on and that you've set the proper expectations with your carriers. 
And let's talk for a second about that. It's not just about the rates, it's about the carrier understanding the customer experience that you want to provide. So let's talk about how we accomplish all this. In all the years I've worked with companies, I think this particular piece is probably the one that gets missed the most. When it comes to establishing a network of carriers or making any major change in your business, it is critical that your company as a team has established the goals you're trying to accomplish. You've looked at the areas that need to be serviced. You've looked at the delivery requirements that are gonna be involved. You've looked at the costs that you're willing to incur in order to do this. And you've thought about that customer experience. Is my customer gonna be excited when my product is delivered and installed in their house? Is it gonna, is that delivery piece going to just be another wow experience as part of dealing with you? Because if it's not, you need to think about that. And the key here is documenting everything. From the moment you start thinking about building your own network, start making notes, start writing down, what is it we wanna accomplish here? Talk to your financial people. What is the cost threshold we're willing to bear? We all know it's easier to keep a customer and a whole lot cheaper to keep one than it is to build another one or to acquire a new one. So it's very important that you've documented what you are willing to do and you use those as your guiding force going forward. It's also important in this early stage to determine what types of services you're going to need. All right, I'm a manufacturing company that makes furniture, for example. I have chairs, I have dining room tables, I have sofas and chairs for living rooms, and they all need to be delivered. These are pretty high-end items in my manufacturing company, so I'm crating them. I'm putting them in wooden crates for transportation. Well, okay, so let's think for a minute. Um, someone orders one of my sofa and love seats and they're coming in wooden crates. Well, those wooden crates are probably gonna be loaded into the back of a truck with a lift gate. It's probably gonna be pretty heavy. The carrier needs to be able to have two people on the delivery so that they can get the freight off the lift gate and get it up and uncrated and then into the house and delivered to where it needs to go. Those are more of a white glove or a threshold type of delivery, and that's what I'm looking for. So as I'm putting together my plan for my network, I need to make sure I've documented all that. And then I also need to think about something, and maybe we're all more aware of contingency planning today than we ever have been before. We've all been through an interesting time in the year 2020, and contingencies are pretty critical. In years past, if I was a furniture manufacturer and I was having product delivered into a customer's house, maybe as a manufacturing company, I would have expected a hard copy delivery receipt to have been presented to my customer and gotten a pen on paper signature for that delivery. Well, we're all ready to order everything online these days, but when that product arrives at my door, I don't want to touch a piece of paper and sign for that. So we've even got a concept now where the traditional method of accepting delivery of an item in the past isn't traditional anymore, it's not what we do. We're all used to touchless delivery. 
even if I have delivery personnel bringing a sofa and a love seat into my house, that's great. I'm going to stay six feet away from them, and I'm certainly not going to want to touch a piece of paper. So we need to think about contingencies like this going forward. We need to think about natural events like hurricanes or snowstorms and blizzards. You have a situation where I need to think now about, okay, what's this going to do to my time if I've got deliveries of furniture that are going to happen in January and February in the Northeast U.S.? I need to be aware of what's going to happen if there is a snow event. Are my carriers and I on the same page about what they need to do when that happens? In the Southeast, when we're dealing with hurricane warnings, what do we need to be prepared for and at least think about having a plan in place to handle those things as they happen. Again, it all comes back to thinking through the process and documenting as much as you can before we get to the point of an action. Now, we bring up technology in this situation for a couple of reasons. When it comes to Final Mile, there are lots and lots of carriers out there. And to be honest, there are lots of carrier platforms that they use many different operating systems that these companies will use to manage their business. And some of them are good at some tasks and some are not so good. But when you're trying to put together a network, the technology is how we take advantage of all that capacity out there. Technology is how we can have pictures of the item as it's delivered or where it was left or where it was set up or it's how we can report damage through the driver capturing an image of uh, a dent or a scratch on the refrigerator he's delivering. All that technology is great but it is a little complicated in Final Mile because of the variety of different systems that are out there. You need to have a plan for maintaining visibility that as the product is taken by the carrier or received on their dock, you need to know about that. You need, you're gonna wanna know when the carrier called the customer and scheduled an appointment for the delivery. You're gonna wanna know that maybe they didn't get the customer the first two times they called and they're having to call them a third time. But we have to keep in mind what the carriers are capable of technically, as well as what you need to have to service your customer. You also need to think about how easy it is to have access technically to all of that and any added expense on your side or on the carrier's side for that. So keep those pieces in mind as you're thinking through the process. Technology is going to play a big part in this for the visibility for the customer's experience. Okay, so we've decided you're going to build your own network. How do I go about finding carriers? How do I get the carriers out there and get them on my network and going forward? There are multiple ways that you can accomplish this. And I've given you a couple of suggestions here. There are personal connections. There are times when it's possible you're gonna know of local or regional carriers in a market. That's a great way to know them. And it gives you the benefit of that personal connection. Maybe you've been in their operation or maybe you know them from another situation. That's a great way to find carriers. But in a lot of cases, we don't have that opportunity to know carriers across the company, across the country. You could hire a third party or consultant to do this. And there are many of those operations and people out there that can help you with this. 
there are a couple of questions that you need to ask about it. And you know, bringing in a third party or consultant is probably going to add some more cost to the picture, but sometimes it's worth it. All depends on what you're trying to accomplish here. It's also possible that you can go through a trade organization. Um, there are several in the final mile space, including the CLDA, the Customized Logistics and Delivery Association, the ECA, the Express Carriers Association, and the AEMCA, the Air and Expedited Motor Carriers Association. All three of these trade organizations have final mile carriers as members, and their websites will give you information about reaching those carriers and finding particular carriers in particular markets. Then, of course, for most of us, one way we find things today is just a straight up internet search. But there's some pros and cons there too. Sometimes when you go find them on the internet, what they say they can do and what they can really do may or may not be the same thing. Or you can access an existing network. There are multiple networks out there in Final Mile today, and some of them offer more services than others. There are some networks that have a single carrier in each market. And while they may work for small volume transactions, may not work on the bigger situations, or it may not work as you get into peak season. As you're looking at your options here to find carriers, there are definitely some questions to ask about what kind of cost is involved as being a part of the network, uh, how many carriers there are that are part of the network, is the network specific to a particular industry? I'm aware of one out there that is simply for medical product and pharma carriers. So keep in mind, there are lots of questions to ask as you work through that. As I said before, one of the most important things you can do in this process is establish expectations. We talked about documenting what you wanna do. And here where I'm talking about expectations is what is your expectation of the carrier? What are the technical abilities that you expect them to have? What type of real-time updates and alerts are you expecting from them? I've known companies that said, yeah, as long as you get your alerts, the information back to us at the end of the day, we're fine with that. But for most customers today, that's just not good enough. They want to know what's happening as it happens. So I've seen agreements between carriers and shippers where the carriers expected to have information back into the shipper system within 15 minutes of the actual event. So if my truck leaves the dock at noon, going out to make deliveries for the afternoon, uh, I, I wanna know about it by 12.15 that day. What types of events are you interested in knowing? Uh, I've seen situations where a shipper expected 12 different events to be updated in the process of delivering those packages. That doesn't always work so well. You can narrow that down to a reasonable amount of event updates, and that keeps your carriers able to comply with what you're looking for. You certainly wanna know that the, that the delivery has happened, but there you need to identify what events are critical for you, for your customers. <coughs> Excuse me. What type of branding and company representation are you expecting from that delivery carrier? Is it okay if the vehicle's branded differently than your company? If you're fine with that, that's great, but are you expecting it to be a uniformed driver? 
We've all had situations where a delivery person arrives to deliver something to your home and they're very professional about it. And then the next time, maybe you didn't get one that was very professional and you weren't sure exactly who was coming to the front door. You need to establish those expectations and be sure they're documented and communicated with your carriers. What types of delivery locations are you, you going to be making deliveries to? A good example of that is in metropolitan areas and downtown cities where the carrier is expected to get the product up to the fourth floor of a building. And maybe there's a freight elevator and maybe there's not. So the carriers and you need to establish what you're going to be willing to do for each other and what's expected. And of course, the confirmation of the delivery, that's a critical piece. You have to know that your product got where it was supposed to go. When it comes to looking at a network, there are a couple of components that I think are very important for you to think about. You wanna make sure that the network you're working with has a variety of services or has the specific services that you want to be included. As we talked about residential delivery of large items, maybe you've got exercise equipment to be delivered and then actually set up in a customer's home. We want to be sure that the carriers that are doing that work are either trained in what needs to be done or it's a simple enough process that the driver's comfortable with it. We also know of companies, some carriers around the country that will deliver and install electronics and TVs. Maybe they're gonna come in and mount that TV on the wall for the customer as an additional service. So those are things you'll need to ask about if that's something you want to offer. We also wanna think about the network in terms of how many carriers are in a specific region. When you look at the larger markets, the bigger metro areas, you may not wanna just have one carrier set up to work with you. There may need to be secondary carriers or even tertiary carriers where you can add capacity during peak season or swap carriers very quickly if needs change. There are a lot of carriers out there and some of them are very good at lots of things and some have a very specific niche that they're very, very good at. You're gonna find as you work through these markets where those carriers are and having a variety of carriers to choose from in each market is really important. And then again, you also need to look at the technology. Many of these networks out there will tell you that they can provide connectivity through a technical service into these carriers and back. Well, what kind of technology is it? Is it a connection to the carrier's existing system or is it something different that they have to do? Because what you're gonna find is anytime a carrier can work within their normal operating system and their normal operating procedures, they're gonna do a better job. Their compliance is gonna be better. When we think about an agile network, a network that is capable of doing a lot of things and taking care of your customers, there's some other factors to think about as well. There's an item here on the screen that says integrations versus portals. And that's the concept I alluded to a minute ago. When a carrier has an existing system that they use to run their business, if you can communicate data in and out of their existing system, you're gonna get better compliance. They're gonna be happier because they're managing your work in their normal operating procedures. And you're gonna have a better situation and better results. If the network in order to communicate data to you requires the carrier to log into a specific website, 
and enter delivery information or every morning they have to go look at this web portal in order to see what deliveries they're doing for you that day, that's an additional added step. That is something that requires extra effort and you may not get the compliance results you're looking for. You also wanna think about onboarding and startup times. How quickly can I bring carriers into my deliveries and get them up and running? Is that something that takes months? Is that something that takes weeks? It's definitely a piece you need to consider. But above all, you have to maintain that visibility to your deliveries because that ensures your customer experience is where it needs to be and continues to retain those customers so that they're happily ordering from you for many, many years to come. So I believe Emily may have some additional questions for us so that may have come in through this. Uh, Emily, do you have some questions for me? Yes, we received just a couple questions. Um, so starting with, how many carriers do I need in each market? <laughs> That's a good question. Uh, as you're building out your plan for your network, you always want at least one, of course, with a couple of options uh, if need be. Uh, we get into peak season and a lot of times I'll see shippers that have a customer or a carrier that's doing their work and they just reach a point where they just don't have any more drivers and any more trucks. It's always good to have at least one backup in a market. If it's a major metropolitan city that you do a tremendous volume of deliveries in, you may want to think about having two or three there. That way you've got some additional capacity should the need arise. Awesome. All right. And you talked a little bit about carriers or talked about technology. Um, what should I expect from my carriers technology? The carriers, as I mentioned, are going to have a wide variety of technical ability. Most of the systems that are out there in the marketplace are going to provide a driver mobile app to the drivers of that carrier. So as the deliveries are being made, it's not the old fashioned call the office and tell them that you made the delivery. It's not record the delivery information on a paper manifest. It's an app on the driver's mobile device that transmits information in near real time that you're gonna get back very, very quickly. Um, there are some cases where carriers are out there in the marketplace today that don't have a system at all. So one of the things to think about is, as I'm bringing them on board, how am I gonna work with them? Does my network have a package to give them? Or are they gonna have to just pick up the phone and call? Are they gonna have to update me at the end of the day via an email or something like that? Those are all considerations that you need to think about. And also as you're looking at the events that you need to track and keep on top of, you need to make sure that the carriers you're working with, that their systems are capable of doing those events, or you have some sort of gap technology in place to help with that. Fantastic. Um, it looks like we have one more question. Um, how long should it take to bring on a new carrier? Well, I'm going to take the standard it depends answer. Uh, bringing on a new carrier is something that is a factor of a couple of things. Once you've signed an agreement with a carrier, if you have a technical assistance in the middle where there is someone helping you with the technology, 
is that technology platform reactive enough to bring another carrier on board quickly? Uh, I've seen situations through various platforms where you could bring a new carrier on technically within a day or two, which is probably about as fast as you could get the, the freight to them to deliver. I've seen situations where the technical expertise wasn't in place where it needed to be, and it took weeks and weeks and weeks to get a new carrier onboarded. Um, so there are a couple of factors to think about there. Again, go back to that documentation, make sure that what you're asking the carrier to do is well documented and specified and agreed to, and that that information is clearly defined on both sides. Get the technical piece in place, either with your own technical resources or with someone that can help you with that. And that's um, those are the two biggest factors you're going to deal with once an agreement is signed. Thank you so much. Really appreciate your time today. You were a wealth of knowledge. I think we've all um, learned a lot from this presentation. So if you want to see more from Luann, she has a few blogs on the eTrack website, a few articles where she shared more about her, her role um, in eTrack services, some of her ex expertise in the final mile, or you can always submit questions on the contact us page and we'll have Luann reach out and answer them for you. So thank you so much for your time today. We hope you've learned a lot and we look forward to uh, seeing you again soon. Thank you for listening to the Final Mile podcast by eTrack. You can learn more about the Final Mile and eTrack at eTrackFinalMile.com.